too occupied of the life that I was thinking I was creating. You can't pour into someone else's cup when your cup is empty. Interesting now that I'm even saying the story, I couldn't stay where I was at. I felt suffocated. I felt like I needed more than what I was being offered. I went back to the thing that I hated the most. Finally, Ambitious Fits Podcast, season two. Uh, we took a little layoff. There's been a, there's been a big shift, uh, obviously with so many things have happened since the last time I think we've gone live with a podcast. Uh, so I just want to welcome all the new viewers. Uh, you guys know that Ambitious Fits is more about, you know, just collaborating and empowering and evolving. And a lot of relationships have been built throughout this little break. And I think one of the the best relationships that we've been able to build is, is a relationship with Steven. Our guest today on the Ambitious Fizz podcast, one of my dear brothers, friends, and uh, thank you for opening up your home, bro. This is a beautiful uh, stage and just garden. Like we're literally, I wish you guys could see uh, the entire set, but it's like a beautiful garden, man. Thanks for opening up your home and uh, taking time. I know we're busy, you know, but this is, uh, this is what it's all about. Everyone's busy, man. And again, thank you for, for creating this. You know, honestly, you, you, I provided the space, but you provided the idea. You provided the, the vision. And that's really how it's uh, really organically happened, our, our, our relationship. You know, I, I met you last year. You know, we were coming post-pandemic, right? Yeah. And... I met you at your venue, you know, you were doing networking events um, at your penthouse in LA. And it was the first time meeting you. I had, I had to start hearing a lot of good things about you. And I was like, what's up with this guy, man? He's, uh, there's something different about him. You know, I, I have met a lot of people in my life, but there's certain people that stand out and that definitely was you. You know, and I, I, I organically gravitated towards you. And I'm just privileged to be here with you on, a, on an afternoon here in California. I mean, we have beautiful sun. We're so blessed. So and blessed, yeah. Honestly, um, I love an analogy that you gave yesterday, right? Of the fact that, like our cups, my cup could be full with water, right? But unless it gets emptied and I am able to put it, put my cup into someone else's cup, that's the only time that you're going to be able to pour into my cup. Yeah. If not, we become stagnant. And I, that's really what I feel with our relationship. You started pouring into my cup and I was able to pour into other cups and then vice versa, right? I was able to pour into your cup and you were able to pour into other cups. And man, I'm just blessed to be doing life with you. Ambitious Fits has definitely, you know, changed my life in so many ways. And it's definitely more than fitness. It's an ambitious relationship that we have. Ambitious relationships that we start building with people all around us. Yeah. It's been a journey, man. It's been so much fun. And like, yeah, like we were, like you were saying, I think to kind of like carry the conversation, we were at a networking event yesterday. We had a, another partner of ours that opened a, a real estate office. And, you know, when you go to these networking events, it's, it's funny because like after post post pandemic, I think we were one of the first to kind of really start 
this uh this evolution which was dope because then like you saw everybody busting out events and that's what it was about you know what i mean like just elevating um but how you were saying like when you're poor like we hear that like we heard it growing up right like you can't pour into someone else's cup when your cup is empty you know we have to constantly be poured into so yeah we've been i i have been able to pour into others you've been able to pour into mine you're able to pour into your team but the only reason why we can pour into other people's cups is because number one god's poured in, into ours i know your suit we're going to touch on faith but and i know your, your journey with faith has been i can't wait but we can only pour into others when we're poured into and we've had amazing mentors great teachers you know i know you've had a bunch of lessons from your upbringing you know and i think that's a good place to kind of start we yeah, even have absolutely. the organic train in the background right <laughs> like like this is it's organic yeah it's organic you know that's one of the things that stands out to me about our brotherhood and our friendship our partnership in business is organic right so you know what what was steven before meraki a little bit about your upbringing absolutely like so, what, what was your story bro yeah so steven fluker <laughs> born february 7th 1990 i was uh born and raised in a beautiful home uh my parents my parents migrated here uh my father migrated from peru at a young age at 17 years old my mother migrated from El Paso Texas but prior to that she was born in Juarez Mexico so I came I'm second generation right is that what that's what they call it right second generation yeah, second gen second yeah. gen so my father had came here through really a, a helping hand from another um, her his family had a traveling agency in Peru Oh wow! And so, you know, he um, he was given the opportunity to come here to the United States, um, and he wanted to study study engineering, and he, that's what he thought it was going to be at seventeen and a half years old. And you know, God had other plans for him. So, God got a hold of him at a very young age. He started a church. Came from Carrot Chapel, Golden Springs. The Chuck, the Chuck Smith, uh, Carrie Chapel movement, and from there, you know, created what was really my life for the beginning stages of my life. So, the early on from 17 and a half, now mine. It's interesting now that I'm even saying the story. Uh, 17 and a half of my age, prior from the day I was born to 17 and a half. In that gap, I was um, raised up in the church. I ate, slept, breathed church. And I say church intentionally because in reality, it was, um, it really was that. I felt that at that moment. Now I look and it's much more than that, right? Yeah. And so um, at that point, you know, I, I felt suffocated. I felt like I needed more than what I was being offered. Although I was doing everything that I was supposed to do and anybody outside looking in, you know, I thought that this was something that was supposed to, you know, a perfect family per se, right? But in reality, 
I felt inside that it wasn't. And I felt uh, an emptiness inside. And I wanted to fill that emptiness. And all I knew was church. All I knew was God. All I knew was leading the worship team. You know, I was blessed with, you know, natural abilities to be able to play instruments like the guitar, the piano, play, play the bass, the drums. But, you know, I, that was secondary. I was really missing something. So at 17 and a half years old, I said, you know what, peace out. Family, I'm, um, I'm out of here. I don't want, I'm the firstborn son. You know, I was supposed to go ahead and take over the church, but I said, no. I said, uh, I want to go do my own thing. So I left at 17 and a half years old. And in my mind, I said, you know what? I'm never coming back. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I have to work a hundred jobs. I'm never coming back. Wow. My first job was El Pollo Loco. And from there, working at El Pollo Loco, I remember it's actually down here, down the street in Upland on Mountain. I, uh, <laughs> I want to go apply for a job and they say, make sure that you dress to impress, right? So I went to Pollo Loco. El Pollo Loco. <laughs> that was after Pollo Loco, uh, I went to go apply at Stater Brothers, right? Because yeah. I was like, the food industry is not for me. And so I went to go apply at Stater Brothers. It was a big old long line. Um, and uh, I was the only one in a suit. And I was one out of three people that got hired that day out of all those people. And I got hired to be a bag boy, you know? And it was $8.10 that I was making at the time, you know, to go ahead and bag groceries. And um, I say this now, but I really see God's hand over my life at such a young age. I didn't see that then. I thought it was self. I thought it was, you know, I have determination. I have the grit. I have the resilience. I can make it. As long as I just keep pushing, keep pushing, I'm gonna make it, right? Yeah. And then the, the, the drive of not wanting to go back to my house, because I remember very clearly my dad said, you'll be back, you know? When I left that day, I remember like it was yesterday and he said, you'll be back, you know? And I don't know if I'll open the door. And so that is really what drove me to not go back. And, you know, from Stater, Stater Brothers, I um, was working as as a car transporter, making ends meet. I was couch surfing. I didn't even have enough money to go ahead and rent a car. Uh, so I had a good friend, um, a good Argentinian friend, JJ, you know, he, he went ahead and, and, you know, basically helped me out to, you know, rent me his car. He provided me a job, a secondary job where I was able to wash cars at a Chevy dealership whenever they were sold. And uh, from there, um, I was also working at a catering company, uh, White House Catering at Yorba Linda uh, Library, where I was, um, you know, working on the weekends. I was also working at a che uh, cheesecake, uh, like fundraiser type of a business where they would do fundraisers for schools. So I was working as many jobs as I could because I didn't want to stay living on a couch. And how old were you when you were going through these really shifts, you know? Like how, how, what, this was from 17 and a half to 19 years old. So like within a two and a half year lifespan. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. Just trying left to the figure nest. it out. You left the nest. Yeah. Left the nest. And, uh, and right how many people go through that? So many, man. So many. Yeah. Yeah. So many. And uh, there was a shift, like you just said, uh, in that, that really catapulted me to my, my next uh, piece, right? Which was banking. 
right across from Stater Brothers, there was a um, there was a, a Wells Fargo inside of an Albertsons, and I remember going in there on one of my breaks, right in between jobs and so forth, and I said, man, my first thought was to be honest, like what would it be to be able to go work in 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 an environment where there's nothing but beautiful people, right? Men yeah. and women. Yeah. Um, at the time, I already in three months, I was promoted at Stater Brothers from the from the bag boy to to the meat department. So I walked in there and I was full of blood, you know, you know, and it was just uh, working long hours, you know, and so forth. And I was like, man, I want that job. I want that life. What made you what made you want that life? What was it? Was it? It was a fire within. It was a fire within. Yeah. It was. Uh, I really at the time could not pinpoint what it was, but it was I couldn't stay stagnant. I couldn't stay where I was at and I needed to do more. I didn't know what that more was. I didn't know. I didn't know a lot of things at that age, you know? I think um, anyone does. I think we're just, yeah. even now, like, yeah. we're still figuring it out. Yeah, we're still figuring it out right yeah. now, man. Uh, we're constantly shifting, constantly evolving. And um, that really was started my banking career, you know? And a lot of lessons, you know, like lessons that I learn now, you know, every single day. And I reflect back at all the times that I really could have failed but I could have also succeeded. I was given the opportunities where I could have, in my head, I thought I had to surrender all, right? And I was like too occupied of the life that I was thinking I was creating. And in reality, it was creating such a mess and so much turmoil all around me. What do you think it was that, cause I know you, you touched on earlier that you felt suffocated right like through through so because like I let, let's kind of go back a little bit like you you mentioned that you felt a little suffocated growing up in a household that was pushing church 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 and I know for us like we're brothers through faith you know we walk we walk where I'm starting to learn my my journey this is where I'm gonna get a little selfish and like because Growing up for me, I grew up I grew up Catholic and then I learned that it's more of like a relationship. I felt more comfortable having a relationship with the Lord. Right? But then like in a relationship, sometimes you feel suffocated in the relationship that you have to walk away, but that's what a relationship is. There's good good and bad, right? Am I like so for you, you mentioned that you were suffocated and what was it was it that was it explain that a little bit more because i i think that a lot of people could relate to that especially when they're just coming to the lord or even like even a relationship even like a fitness work like working out they feel like in the beginning you're like you're super motivated you're going you're going you're going you're going and you kind of burn yourself out or a new business right you keep going in business you keep going in business and then you eventually burn out it happened to me like when I was in the in the fitness industry, I went so hard for two years and then I burnt out, you know, so like explain that process a little bit of going so hard to the point where you how did you learn to like walk away? I mean, it was obviously part of the it was obviously part of the journey for you. Right. And everything played out for a reason. But explain that process a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh 
that's why I really enjoy this setting, to be honest, because you can ask hard questions that people can't prepare for, right? Yeah. It's just on the spot and it's really raw, right? So that suffocation that I felt within myself was something internally that I started making in my head. I was given the opportunity to lead at a young age. I was given the opportunity to succeed, really. You know, I, I went to a private school, you know? Right. I got the best education, but I was rebellious at a young age in reality because I didn't want to be like the rest. And I didn't understand what that was, but I didn't want to be the norm. I wanted to create a legacy. I remember at a young age, I told my mom, mom, I don't have a testimony. Yeah. You know, I have, I hear all these people, oh man, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the church like yourself maybe, right? You, yeah. you know, you had a Catholic background, but then you experienced life hard. You had a hard upbringing and it was very selfish of me and in reality it was really dumb you know yeah. but in reality god wanted to use that regardless it's like man you better not do that but you're gonna do that still it's like as a kid right I, my little nephews you know i was actually arguing with them a little earlier today right i said hey man go do this and he's like no i'm like oh really <laughs> And I'm, I'm explaining to him nicely, like, if you do this, this is what's going to happen as a domino effect. I'm, I'm having high-level conversations with my nephews because I want them to grow faster, right? But in reality, you know, that's how I was. I was just a nestle kid. I was just stubborn, rebellious, and I just didn't want to conform to what was it that was given to me at the time, you know? Yeah. And, and I said I was suffocated. I felt like, I, I always use this, I felt like uh, they were stuffing down the, the Bible down my throat, mm. right? You get up in the morning, you read your Bible, right? You, uh, you go to bed, read your Bible. And I'm sorry to jump now into my, my present uh, life, but in reality, the shifts that have been happening in my life, I went back to the thing that I hated the most, right? After a failed marriage, you know, several relationships that... I was in um, and all because of me not wanting to mature enough fast enough me wanting to really be stuck in my own ways and not surrender to in reality authority which is God and surrender my all is when now I'm receiving all the blessings right but it goes back to what I just said what I didn't want to do now I wake up in the morning five in the morning and I first thing I want to do is read the proverb of the day yeah first thing I want to do is you know Thank God for the morning that I've had, you know? I want to listen to worship music. I, these, these habits that I'm now forcing myself to get back to is the habits that were instilled on me since before. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, it's interesting now to even look at it before <laughs> and, and look at it now and I'm like, man, but you know what? I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And something I do, like honestly, bro, like something I admire about our brotherhood and our friendship is literally like every morning when I wake up I get that devotional from you like if you guys know Steven uh, I'm sure you guys I, many people probably won't know this about you but 
I get a devotional from Steven every single morning. And beyond business, beyond friendship, like that's a brotherhood through that I, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a relationship I admire about you, bro. And, and as guys, like we don't, I don't think we say this enough. Like I really do love you, bro. And I, and I really love appreciate, you too, I appreciate that because I've always wanted a, like a brother and somebody that's aligned in, in that way. And you've been a major mentor to me and teacher to me, whether you think it or not, like you've been an influence, a leader to me, you know, and it's helped elevate my recent life. Like, you know, the stuff that I, I just went through a breakup, like a couple months ago. And, and now it's like, you've helped me just by teaching. Like just by you being you, you know, and that's something that I appreciate. I know our other brothers and sisters appreciate that as well, because we're like in a group, like a group chat. But, you know, you're talking about those those daily habits. And if we could, I, I kind of want to shift a little too, to like, what are those daily habits for you? Because, you know, you say you wake up five, five thirty in the morning, you read your Bible, you listen to some worship like. Talk a little bit about, you know, where you're at now, coming back to to your roots, what you kind of felt comfortable with, right? I see you thriving now, man. Like there's there's just something so different about you. Like there's an inner peace, you know? What is it? Did you change your daily habits? What kind of shift happened? It it's a lot yeah <laughs> it's, a lot, a, lot it's, a, it's a lot to unpack yeah. but if i can put it all into one thing throughout my journey since 17 and a half when i left my house uh, although i met success i made a lot of ton of money i spent a lot of money right foolishly <laughs> you know i created a lot of habits that were bad habits and although i felt like every time i had my back against the wall for whatever reason it may be I kept pushing because, again, I didn't want to go back to my house, right? Didn't want to go to my centerfold. I didn't want to go back to where I felt the most vulnerable. And not till I fell on my knees a bunch of times, you know? And I feel like that everyone can say that, right? We, we hit rock bottom, right, a bunch of times. But you hit rock bottom, then you get yourself back up. Yeah. But this time, in reality, it's not the daily habits. Yes, that helps. But in reality, this time, I felt like God threw me on my back. Mm. God threw me on my back and said, okay, look at everything around you, right? And in a sense, I was like on my back and I felt like I only could only look at God and said, you know what, son, you've been messing around for way too long. I have had my grace over you for way too long. Now that grace could be removed. That grace could be removed from your life and all these things can come to pass. And I've had dreams, man. I've had dreams of horrible lives and outcomes, situations that have happened to me in my life that could have resulted in something else, but instead they haven't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so um, it's really God. My relationship with God has changed tremendously. Uh, and that's the inner peace that I felt. Mm. Before, I was a broken cistern, right? It was like this bottle, man, literally. This bottle was just broken on the bottom. I was trying to fill it with alcohol. I was trying to fill it with money, with women, 
you know, I was trying to fill it with so many different things. And in reality, it had no bottom, so it just kept emptying out. Mm. You got to fix the foundation. I had to fix the foundation. I had to start from ground zero. I had mm. to go ahead and mend the relationship that I had with my father, mend the relationship that I had with my mother, with my sister, with my brother, with my nephews, everyone around me, even the relationships that I thought were friends that are not really friends. And, you know, in reality, they were acquaintances. And the people that really stuck with me through this process, right, is the result that I'm living now. Mm. It's really the result that I'm living now. And I go back to what you, you were thanking me. I want to thank you. I mean, honestly, after God, you know, being able to have you by my side, also Adrian, you know, you guys have been a blessing to me in so many ways more than you know because you guys started to teach me right the importance of family the importance of taking care of yourself and going inward right yeah. versus really caring about what's on the outside who cares what areas anybody's posting on on Instagram who cares if you have fat flashy cars flashy watches like I'm not gonna be able to take that back to my grave you know yeah I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, and I, I'll go back to this uh, situation, man, that I remember so vividly. Within my journey, it's not like it's a quick fix, right? I, I started in January after some personal issues that I, that I had been going through and relationships and so forth that really broke me, you know? It broke me to the core because this time it broke me mentally. You know, I experienced depression. I experienced anxiety. I experienced a brokenness with inside me, that broken cistern got worse, right? And why? Because now I was choosing to go against the grid. Now I was choosing to go ahead and change what my normal was and change my patterns of life and so forth. And people think it might be getting easier. No, man, it's getting tougher. It got tougher, but there's so much more joy, you know, in all of it. And I remember this situation is what I want to revert back. There was a, a time in our life in these last couple of months because I would really say the shifting point with me was in January. Everyone has a New Year's resolution. Well, my New Year's resolution is like, Steven, you got to do something. Yeah. You know, it's been 14 years that you've been going at this. And I got, you know, in the back of my head, everything that my dad had said, my mom had said, if, you know, what is it going to take? Is it going to take for you to be in, 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 in laying in a coffin for you to finally realize that you're good, you know, six feet under? And um, in our relationship, you, 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 you stopped talking to me, man. You know, although we had all that growth, you know, I still, it was like a rubber band. Every time I, I was progressing and progressing and I felt good, I felt like, all right, I'm good. Like, and I feel great. I feel good. I, everything's going great at work, you know, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Boom, the enemy would attack me, right? And that enemy hit me mentally. And what would I revert to? I would want to go drink, man. I want to go party. I want to go do some drugs, you know. I want to go chase women, you know. Emptiness, emptiness. And we were doing so good, man, at the gym, yeah. you know. Yeah. You were like, man, if you keep this up by, by summertime, you'll be good, yeah. you know. And yeah. in my head, I was like, hell yeah, I want to have a six-pack. Yeah. I want to be living good, feeling amazing. And every time I felt fell these times, all the times I fell before in the past didn't hurt me as much as this time because I valued our friendship. 
I value what you were pouring into my cup. And I didn't want to lose that. Even when you did stop talking to me and you, you I wasn't aligned to what you were doing. Yeah. I, it didn't coincide, right? It just, it wasn't, it wasn't meshing together. You know, we were living two different lives. And then that's really where I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to lose this opportunity. So it was a lot of different situations, people that started getting placed in my life. But it also took work for me to make sure I maintain those opportunities, maintain those relationships. And that's what we're continuing to do, you know? And the same thing that I'm doing for you now is the same thing that you did for me. And now I'm even, to do it for, I'm even able to do it for my brother, you know? Yeah. I, was, and, I was having the conversation yesterday with, with Sammy. We went to go, uh, we went to San Bernardino to go meet with that developer. And we were having a, dude, your brother, like that's a whole different conversation bro <laughs> you've been holding out on your brother for me bro that's he's amazing so i was just having the conversation with sam and man like i appreciate him so much and he was saying that very similar like he, we were talking about uh the fitness journey right he was he was, he was saying that you've been such a, a major like now that he's been down here for morgan for a little bit like you've been able to to pour into him so much from even like the daily habits right and it, it he was saying like he was he was thanking me a little bit because i guess you had mentioned to him that i was pouring into you at, for a little while but it goes back to we can't pour from an empty cup we have to be poured into yeah. in order to pour into others yeah. there's a there's another very similar analogy you have a, a a dirty cup right it works with energy it works with people that you have around you habits and the the really the analogy goes if you have a dirt a, a, a little bit of a dirty cup but you keep pouring you get a hose and you keep pouring into that cup eventually all that toxicity and all that nasty energy will eventually be out right but you got to find that source and i've been blessed with amazing mentors teachers obviously first and foremost god god is our host and i keep referring back to the lord because like he continues to pour into us like we're we are toxic it's almost toxicos yeah you know what i mean like toxicos <laughs> like we are we are not perfect we are imperfectly perfect. Is that, did I say that right? I don't know if I said that right, but you get what I'm saying. Like we're constantly being poured into. And it makes sense why, I mean, in reality, our lives were so toxic, you know? Yeah. But now that we've made that shift, now we are really valuing the people that are around us, you know, um, and very protective of, of who we want to be around. Who we, I mean, yeah. Let's just talk even about relationships. I mean, honestly, that's such an important topic, you know? Yeah. With women, with men, you yeah. know? We as men haven't been the right man for, for the right woman. Mm. I, I honestly truly believe that I've came across a lot of right women, right? Women that could have been amazing as a wife, amazing as, you know, as, as a companion, as a partnership running alongside you, but I wasn't that right man. We gotta be the right man in order to attract the right woman. And I see it so much. I love that you talk about that, bro, switching over to relationships because so many times, even growing up myself, right? I've had so many amazing 
uh, girlfriends and like and like friends, amazing women that I've met, but I just wasn't in the right mindset. I wasn't valuing myself and applying and, and nurturing. A woman's like a flower. A rose. Are you? She's a rose, and like if you don't pour clean water and give her sunlight, she's not gonna blossom. You know, and vice versa. If you pour negativity and toxicity, like I have friendships, man. I'm not gonna say no names, but I got friendships where I see people, they treat their significant other like terrible, and it it hurts me. And I try to keep. Obviously, we try to keep our friends accountable sometimes, but it's like, do you really want to be around that? And something I admire about our group is that I admire about you. Even recently, bro, like I just the way you treat people. Like treating people, you have to treat people. We we hear it growing up, right? Treat people the way you want to be treated. It's a golden rule, man. It's a golden rule. You want what you put out into the world, you're gonna receive. I, I strongly believe you put out good energy, good energy is gonna come back to you. You put out, I mean, look at our brother Adrian, right? He's a, a, like, he's religious about that. Like he puts out, I've never been around Adrian where he says something negative. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, bro. And, and the one thing I've learned about him is when we start to catch ourselves kind of talking down that road, like he just shuts off. He doesn't want to hear it. And I respect that about him. And I've acquired He'll leave. That. He'll leave, like he'll leave the situation. <laughs> You know, like, we're like, where's Adrian? Nah, he's out. Cause he, 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 you, you, and that's something that he's. But we love us. that about him. We love that about him, yeah. right? But it's again, it goes back to, who do you surround yourself with? And going back to the relationship, like, in order to, in order to attract that that beautiful woman or that amazing soul, we have to become amazing. For a lot of guys or even females, you want that relationship. We hear all the time, right? Love yourself before you love someone else. Yeah. Well, love God. Put God first. Put put God at the top of that mountain. Invest into yourself. Love yourself. And you will attract. It sounds so you simple. Will, it sounds so it simple. It sounds so simple. And I've heard it a million, maybe a trillion times, you know, yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah. And I didn't truly understand it till now, you know? Um, now I started reading more books. Now I started writing down things. I'll wake up in the middle of the, mor of, of the night or early morning, even before five. And then I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to say? You know, and I'll put on worship music. Another thing that's helped me a lot is meditation. You yeah. know, talk about, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I've even, that's helped me even with my nephews right now. You know, my nephews are young and, you know, under under nine years old, nine and down. So I have five nephews and they get frustrated, right? Especially I see that with the youngest one. He has two older brothers and so he gets frustrated because they're, they're Adam, they're Adam and Adam. And so when he gets frustrated, he just, he, he, he hits them like crazy. Just one okay. uh, funny story, man. He just turned five years old, the youngest one. And, he's, and he, I was like, tell me two things. One thing that you wanna change about yourself and one thing that you wanna go ahead and and do better now that you turn five years old yeah and he tells me the thing i want to change about myself is i want to start i want to stop beating up my brothers <laughs> he said the thing i want to start i want to change i, I want to i want to start doing is i want to be more funny right at five years old man 
I don't even remember what I wanted to do at five years old, right? Yeah, I was. But the thing is that. I thought I was throwing rocks at cars at five years old, man. But the thing is that there's beauty and then there's also frustration. And that's what I was trying to say with that analogy is the fact that I've started practicing with them. When they get frustrated, I'll put my little nephew aside. And it's as simple as your breath, right? Mm. It's as simple as your breath. Something that has been taken away from us and it's so simple. Taken away from us because. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's be raw. We're, we're, we're talking raw here, right? So, I mean, we started getting a lot of different drugs in our body, right? Prescription drugs, you know, medicine that maybe just is not for us. It's going to cure one thing, but it's going to lead up to 100 million other things, right? You see that every day on TV. So I started telling my little nephew, I said, hey, man, um, when you get frustrated like that, and I'll do it at the peak, when he's frustrated, like, it's fuming, man. You know, if you could probably pour cold water on him, it'll steam off. And uh, I'll practice them. I said, you know, and it was simple analogies. I love you. And I learned this from my brothers. You know, Hebrew, the Hebrew language is associated with numbers. So I love you is associated with one, four, three. Hmm. So you break it down simply that I'm able to understand it. Anybody at any age is able to understand it, right? But my little nephews, I said, okay, next time you get frustrated, breathe in four times in and three times out. Four times through your nose and three times when you blur it out. And you should see the, the, the difference just seeing their little countenance. They're not even mad anymore. I started doing that even before I pray. Wow. You know, um, when I want to call you, unless you know that I'm going to call you. Well, actually, you, you answer pretty. No, yeah, you answer pretty much all the time. And you call me, I always answer you. But you call somebody, unless you have an appointment to call, it's going to ring. And it should be the same way when you're connecting to the source, to God, right? Wow. And the thing is that we don't do that. Very, we could be in a conversation, we could be at anywhere, and in reality, we wait, we just jump right into it, right? We don't really center ourselves. And our brother Adrian, without him maybe even realize it, every time we talk to him, if you pay attention, he started doing that. Like, you ask him a serious question, and he'll literally put his, his hand in his heart, An answer. Just by you doing that, when you guys do that, I catch myself doing that. Yeah. And I, I, started, I started doing that even in business meetings, right? And it's so funny because, well, it's funny, but it's so simple. That's why it's, it's funny. Because you do that, and it could be in a heated conversation, and you do that, somebody automatically is going to think, oh, man, like, is he okay? Yeah. You know? And they'll have respect for you. They'll have humane, humane respect for you. I don't even know the word for that. But you know what I mean? Like they'll have respect for you because they'll say, okay, he's going through something or he's frustrated or something and they're preparing. But in reality, you come off so gentle. You come off so well put together yeah. and you're able to have a clear, concise conversation with somebody. So going back to your breath, you know, so I start my morning with breath works, you know, and it's simple as YouTube. We have all these resources available to us, yeah. you know, and all is click of a button, but we choose to click on the wrong thing sometimes. And they're so toxic to us, don't do us any good, and they lose so much track of time, but you could use that same device for so many good things. That's powerful, man. I think that that's such a nugget and such a, like if you feel like you're struggling with losing your cool or just clarity, 
I think I've, I've even started to implement those things. Like I catch myself, again, you, you hang around people that do healthy habits and even toxic habits, you pick up on it. You hang around, you hang around them things. enough, right? Mm -hmm. And it's helped me kind of like, kind of relax, take in the moment more, you know? Let's kind of switch gears over to like business because, you know, it's, it's, it's shifts that we've gone through in our lives because when you go through shifts in your lives it shifts your business it shapes it shifts everything else in your life you know let's talk a little bit about obviously i want to highlight your 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 brand your company meraki capital you guys specialize in commercial financing tell us a little bit about meraki how's business going what are you seeing right now i'm seeing chaos all around man yeah uh you know anybody in the industry can can see it can say it and only the people that are really heartfelt and heart-led can really say things that they don't care if they don't get that deal because you really want to do what's right for the, for the client. And that's why I started my company. But just like myself, there's a lot of business owners that, you know, I, I had the mission. I, I, I was frustrated of the need that was out there for business owners when I was in the banking industry. And that's the reason why I, I ventured off and, and took that leap of faith, right? And started my company in, in 2020 because I wanted to get and service clients, business owners, investors that didn't know that they had these resources available for them, you know? And that was the reality of it. but ego took over you know yeah you know honestly uh, i i got success early on in the business and this time you know even with business i've been in business since 2020 we're in 2022 they say that the that businesses usually fail in the first two years yeah and that's where i see the grace of god that literally there hasn't been a time that i've really failed you know there's lessons that I've learned, absolutely. There's things that I could have done differently, but I feel like even the life that I've lived, I'm, I'm 32 years old, the, the life that I have lived in these last two years have really shown me all the lessons that I learned in all my life, yeah. but in such more of a shorter period. And I say all of that because in reality, I've been asked this question actually just yesterday. I had a, a, a loan officer tell me and you know, she called me, text me, and and wanted an answer right away because the client wanted to know what the interest rates were at right and is the payment going to go higher than you know fifteen thousand dollars and if so then you know from we previously quoted her you know like a couple months ago and my initial thought before would have been like scrambling all around to figure out you know as a as as as, as a lender that we could I mean with a loan broker that we can work with so many different banks we're able to go ahead and get so many options. And that would have been my initial response before, but not yesterday, you know? Because now I'm really leading with heart, mm. you know? And I, 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 I asked a simple question and I said, is your client gonna go ahead, is he planning to be in business in the next five years? And she said, huh? I said, yeah, is your client ready to be, is gonna be in business for the next five years? Because if so, then he should buy right now because rent is going to continue going up. He shouldn't be focused 
and so tense and so stressed about an interest rate that in five years, whatever he's paying in rent right now, it's yes. going to duplicate, triplicate five times over. Yeah. You know, if he has the capability of buying now, buy now. I mean, you look at back in 1980s, they were in the double digit interest rates. Yeah. You know, people are stressed out because what? I remember, I remember January, the other day. Yeah. Your mom yeah. was telling us. Yeah. yeah. My mom was in the, in the, she was a real estate uh, broker, right? Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. And she was like, man, people were in, she's like, I was selling 15, 16% interest rates. And we're over here complaining about a five, six, seven. You know, you think it, you think it, you think interest rates are, are going to go double digits? I mean, it's like everything, right? I mean, it, it's cycles, cycles, man, you got to do. But the thing is that we're not in control of that. And, and I think that's what it goes back to. It goes back to what I just actually heard in a podcast uh, yesterday. A successful businessman, you'll start finding common denominators, right? A real successful businessman will have a good marriage, be a great son, be a great father, right? And his relationship with God is amazing. Wow. Because, That's powerful. Because in reality, people lose that, right? Yeah. People think that, oh man, I go to church every single day and you know, or I go to church every Sunday, I apologize. I go to church every Sunday, I worship, I tithe, I do everything. But then I'm gonna go argue with my wife when I get back in the car. You gotta be, you gotta be, and I love that you said, you gotta be aligned with everything. Everything. We're not perfect, we're gonna make mistakes, but you gotta be aligned. Intentional. Very intentional from your faith. Again, our pillars, right? Faith to your family, to your fitness, to your finances, and then of course your fun. But how are you having that fun? Are you still in line? Are you still aligned with what you're intentionally doing what your intentional habits are daily we hear it all the time in business like okay you want to make a million dollars well reverse engineer that how many how much do you have to make in 12 months how much do you have to make a month how much do you have to make a week bi-weekly you start reverse reverse engineering your goals and it's the same thing with what you're talking about you gotta be aligned. You gotta be aligned, man. You gotta be aligned with everything. I mean, I, can, I like that. Yeah. I can roll with that. <laughs> I mean, that just, that, hey, you know what's funny? Uh, these last couple of, uh, I would say weeks, man. Honestly, I've been seeing so many shifts in my life. And it's going back to really just aligning myself with God, right? It's like the stars align, but in reality, it's you align with God, you know? And it's, it's really making those huge huge shifts in my life in all areas and i just I, I feel sometimes like i'm on a bridge right like those old school bridges you know like with the ropes and like the planks are like you know like barely hanging on and you're like crossing that bridge and you're literally one step at a time crossing that bridge and you're like man am i gonna take another step is it gonna fall or not right yeah and in reality that's how you feel every single day in business right entrepreneurs you can, you guys can relate to that because, and, and in this, in, in what we're in right now, life in general, right? You really are stepping faith by faith, but then you have to have grace on yourself too. And you look back, you're like, man, I came a long way. You know, something you said the other day that has really stuck with me. I've been trying to use it is water walkers. Yeah. Yeah. We got to be as entrepreneurs, as, as men in a relationship in life, like you have to be a water walker. Yeah. Talk about that. 
So that actually was, uh, it came to me from my little brother. I can't take credit for that one. Yeah. Samuel Fluker, man, he has some nuggets. <laughs> he's wise. Oh, man, he's, he's a so wise, guy. wise. He's super wise. He's so wise, man. Honestly, it's... He's a wise uh, guy. Someone told him, one day you'll be, the, you'll be the head. The tail will become the head, right? And the head will become the tail. And it's the little moments, right? Although he's the youngest in the family, he literally is like a silent killer. He'll tell you something and you're like, whoo. <laughs> it all encompasses in one word or two words. But this is the one that stuck with me. At, well, actually a lot stuck with me. Water Walker, man. And he, I would always see that on his Instagram page, right? And I'm like, what is that? You know? I mean, obviously, you walk on water, right? But what is it really? And that's literally what I could say everyone is doing right now. Do we know what the market's going to do? No. Do we know if there's, if, if, uh, if everything's going to adjust? No, right? Do we know if, if COVID's going to hit again? No, right? Do we know if we're going to become millionaires tomorrow? No, right? We could become millionaires in a second. We could become... We can be homeless in a second, living under a bridge, right? But all we can do is literally carpe omnia. Seize it all. Every day that you wake up, you want to be the best version of yourself. But not only that, you want to be the best version of servicing others. And others meaning your family, your relationship with God, your relationship with your relationships with your friends, you know? And you have to go ahead and give it your all. Water walkers, is, it goes back to biblical times, right? The story of, in the Bible where Jesus asked one of the disciples to get out of the boat, although there was a storm all, all around him, you know? And that's really what relates to us right now, right? There's a storm around us, all this chaos, right? All this noise, everything. And he said, come out in faith and that you're going to be able to walk on water, right? And... Not until he had that faith to step out, and that could be for anybody, right? Taking that leap of faith and taking one step in front of the other that you're really able to walk on water where you're like, man, I can't take credit for this. And that's really what it is. Water walking is where you don't even believe it, and you're just doing it, and you're just like, man, oh man, I have no idea how this is happening, but it's happening. Faith. Faith. Faith-based business, faith-based relationships, faith-based men, you know, men and women, you know, and it's beautiful, man. I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Man, faith, your journey with faith from your upbringing, man, to, to the shifts that you've gone through recently and even growing up. So many nuggets, man. I, I really, honestly, I appreciate the time, the conversation. Um, Pleasure's on mine, man. Thank you for taking me down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 for it's for other people. Like we go through trials, tribulation, adversity, but it's how can we turn that into? I was listening to a podcast this morning with uh, Inky Johnson and Tim Grover, and they were talking about how when Inky, you know, had his accident, mm -hmm. instead of once he recovered, like him not telling his story, someone came up to him and was like, you're being selfish, man. And Inky was like, well, why? Why am I being selfish? 
you're being selfish because other people are going through trials and tribulations and you're not sharing your testimony with the world that can now help other people. And that's exactly what our mission is with this podcast is that we've been through trials, tribulations, obstacles, challenges. We want to be able to share that with somebody else out there that may be going through the same thing. Hope. Hope. There's hope out there. There's hope. And right now we're preparing, we're anticipating some big market shifts that could potentially have a lot of impacts in families, separations, relationships, potential failure. But through failure starts something beautiful. I want to ask you a question. When does the day start? When does the day start? When does the day, when does the day start? As soon as God allows it to start. The moment I open my eyes. Okay. The moment I take a breath of fresh air. And I'm given that opportunity. That's when the day starts. That's when the clock starts. Yeah. Because when we go to bed at night, we don't know if we're going to wake up the next morning. A hundred percent. We're waking up every single day for mo mo most, most of the time, right? That's when our day starts. But I'm talking about like in the in in re in like our life in reality the day starts in darkness the day starts in darkness and then it becomes light so before when you're headed into a storm it's ugly when you're starting something in darkness it's going to be hard in the beginning right we start our day in darkness and then it becomes light and it's a cycle in life Right? You can look at it from a faith. Right? When when we're not before we're saved, we start in darkness, sinfulness, right? And then we're saved and we we come to light. Stock market, right? I mean, markets in general. Mm -hmm. You go through through mm -hmm. the bottom and then you go to the top and then it shifts all over again. And then vice versa, like right now it was sunny and then now it's like, you know, I can take off my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but man, honestly, bro, I, I appreciate the time. Uh, I appreciate the conversations. Where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? I know obviously we didn't talk that much, that much business, but you're a commercial broker, lender. Um, where could people get in contact uh, with you? What's your Instagram, email? Like how can people reach you? www.marakicapitalfunding.com. Instagram, Meraki Capital Funding. Uh, my personal page too. It's made public because there's nothing to hide, man. I'm an open door. So, Fluker Steven. I had a Steven Fluker, but it got hacked, so. <laughs> Hackers these days, man. Hey, man. Uh, but, hey, I'm blessed to be here with you. I really am, uh, Pablo. Continue doing what you're doing. Continue shaking the world, man. Shaking these, these systems, these stigmas that people are creating. And really continue to walk on water, man. That's all we can do. I'm taking that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Water walkers. Water walkers. It started with that. Samuel Fluker though. I love that. Hey. Shout out to Sam. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to Sam. Sam but uh, appreciate you, man. God bless you. God bless everyone that is, is watching this podcast or hearing this podcast. Don't ever lose hope. Just continue to walk in faith, whatever that faith may be. Yeah. I have one question before we end. And I promise it's the last question. What does the ambitious mentality mean to you?
it really relates me back to what my father said to me as a little kid and it started coming up more and more is that I do my best every single day day in and day out right I'll do my best but then secondly I'm gonna pray that it's blessed right mm. and thirdly God will do the rest drop the mic bro it's not me man can't take credit that's powerful can't take credit i appreciate the time man thanks appreciate you like subscribe guys if you liked this message send it to somebody that you think needs to hear this message we'll catch you on the next episode we have some amazing guests coming up we're signing off peace